Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, good afternoon. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. I want to really encourage you to check out the website. We've got lots of things on the website. That's CynthiaHyatt.com. All the shows, and the po- you can listen to them as podcasts if you miss any of them. And we also have some other, we have music, we have all kinds of good things. We have blogs, so make sure you check it out. And if, also I want to remind you, if you want a keynote speaker for any of your organizations or spiritual um, uh, events, I love to do that for you, and I can tailor-make um, any kind of a lecture for you that you need, any kind of teaching that you need, and I also love singing and using music as a way to really inspire. So keep that in mind. And we're going to continue with this happiness week. We did last week a lot on happiness. I gave you a lot of information about the physical experiences of happiness and how we help our body. And one of the ways we do that is smiling. And so I want to encourage you to continue practicing smiling So we're talking this week about habits that we really want to break that get in the way of us being happy. And I have to tell you, I'm I'm enjoying doing this because it's actually making me happy just simply to research this and to talk about it. I feel happier. So I think this is going to be really, really encouraging and very helpful for you. So we left off on this idea of trying to be perfect. And this is a terrible, terrible habit. And one of the things, actually, it can even be deadly. One of the problems that people that struggle with eating disorders is they have a horrible time with what we call perfectionism. And it almost kills them. So it's really important that we recognize God is not asking us to be perfect because, first of all, we really don't even know what perfect is. We've never seen it. We've never experienced it other than through God because God is perfect. So we aspire to excellence and being excellent. And when we're not, we get back up, we try again. We forgive ourselves, we let go of the past, and we move forward into a better future. So this one, this next habit, is a pretty important one. And this is hanging out in the wrong circles. And we have 1 Corinthians chapter 15.33 very, very poignantly says to us, Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. And I've known that personally. I'm sure you've experienced that as well. We have to be very, very careful who we're with. And that doesn't mean that we're trying to you know, only be with elite people or whatever we may think an elite person is. But we have to be very careful how much intimacy we have and how much time we spend with different individuals. Do they call us to be a better person? Do they help us to be a better person? Do they encourage us to be better? Do they call us out when we are operating below the line? 
See, our relationships have the ability to drag us down or to lift us up. So we want to avoid that horrible vortex of negativity. And we want to avoid people for prolonged periods, and we don't want to be with people for prolonged periods of time, that really live a life that we know is not healthy, that engage in behaviors, speak about certain things, watch certain things, act in certain ways that we know are probably not what God is calling us to do and how to be. So that doesn't mean that, that we become elitist ourselves because for heaven's sakes, we, we know that we are working just as hard as, as anybody would be working. But we want to be careful with our best friends, with our family, with coworkers, how much time we spend. And we want to make sure that we are really evaluating. Am I a better person because I know that person? Or do I have to repent for some things? Do I have to get myself back, you know, on the right road after I've hung out with that person for too long? So what does that person add to my life and what do I add to theirs? It's like that idea of, you know, if you're, it's trying to pull somebody up when they're pulling you down. So you have to be very careful. If someone wants to be pulled up, that's great. Let's pull each other up. But if they're not interested in that, you will eventually be pulled down. That's just what gravity does. So be a conscious decision maker and choose to move in circles of people that certainly accept you, but share, share your same value system. And make sure that you are at least, at the least, the person that is bringing others up and not bringing others down. Because bad company corrupts good character. And God says again in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, uh, verse 14, he says, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? Now, I want you to be careful about that verse. When he says yoked together with unbelievers, he doesn't say don't hang out with unbelievers. Jesus hung out with unbelievers every day of his life. He's saying, be careful the level of intimacy you have. How deep that relationship goes. How much time is spent. That's what we want to be very careful about. So this next habit that we really want to take stock in, and that is holding negative beliefs. Now, I've done so many shows and lectures, and I've written about this, that God talks so much about our thoughts and how we think. And for as a man thinketh within, so he is. You have to remember, God thought about this created world. He thought, he had an idea, he thought about it, and it came to fruition. He had an idea of you. He thought, I want to make a Michael. I want to make a Jeremy. I want to make a Cynthia. I want to make a Chris. I want to make a Veronica. Well, he thought that. And when he thought about you, he had good thoughts. And he created you. So the single most powerful barrier you're going to face in your life really is you. Whatever you believe about yourself and your life 
actually most likely becomes reality. You have to be very conscientious and diligent about how you think. And that's one of the hardest disciplines to master. Because I just have random thoughts all the time. And I have to be aware of them and say, hmm, do I want to think more on that thought? Or do I need to banish that thought? Do I need to let go of that thought? Get rid of that thought? I'm not going to think on that. So if you have negative beliefs, they're holding you back. But the great news is, you can change this. This is where your free will comes into play. Nobody tells you what to think. Nobody's in your brain. Nobody's controlling what you think. Nobody even knows what you think unless you tell them. This is the most private place on the planet is your mind. And you're the one that decides what the climate of your mind is and what you allow yourself to think on, what you allow yourself to believe. Because choose beliefs that work, that work for you, not against you. And the more often you think it, it actually can change the structure of your brain. And we've talked a lot from the book on words can change your brain. And the current most current neuroscience shows that within one-tenth of a second of a negative thought, you get a wash of stress hormones all through your brain. And that ongoing, continual negative thinking actually organically changes the structure of your brain. So God is very serious about what you think. And negative beliefs are one of the most damaging things you could do to your being, your body, physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, and socially. It is the one thing that God gives you permission to do whatever you want to do with. He gives you free will. You can think however you want. He won't make you think anything. So it's very important that we get a handle on what goes on inside of our mind. Because that leads right into this next really bad habit that steals happiness. And that's denying your true worth. And this is, this is gauging yourself and comparing and contrasting yourself with other people and saying, well, I'm not as good as them. I'm not as powerful as them. And so this is really important to understand. Nobody can affect the world the way you can. You are unique. You've never been replicated and you never will be. You are the only one that can affect people, places, and things in your own unique way. Your fingerprint on the world is unique. And when the enemy of your soul tries to come in and tell you that you are less than and that you don't matter or you don't measure up, or you're not worth anything. That's a lie. So this is really important to understand that part of the way we miss out on our self-worth is like we talked about our, the way we think. And what are we believing? What lies are we listening to? See, Give people in your life some more credit. Allow them a chance to see who you really are. 
And don't let doubt hold you back. Seriously, kick it to the curb. It's your own self-belief and acknowledgement of your worth that opens the way for others to believe in you as well and to embrace your value. You teach people who you are. You don't value you. Why would they value you? Now, the most highly evolved people will value you even if you devalue yourself. But you certainly make it harder on people to value you when you continue to devalue yourself. So this is imperative that you recognize. You are of great worth, great value. Why would God come to earth to live a life and have a heinous death simply in order to be with you? See, you may think of yourself as a part of the mass, and we are. We're all, there's a mass amount of humans. But God knows each and every one of us, and each and every one of us he died for. He didn't just die for the masses. He died for every single person within the mass. He knows us all. And he loves you. So this is imperative when it comes to making sure that the time you're down here on earth is spent well and spent in a way that God has designed and destined you for. Everybody has destiny. So don't compare yourself. Don't contrast yourself. Just be yourself. And understand that God was really happy that you were born. He was very glad he created you. So let's think about this next one. How many of you feel like you're living a facade or trying to live a facade? And see, this goes back to the valuing issue. If I don't value myself, I don't believe in myself, I have negative thoughts about myself, then what do I do? I create a facade. I try to create someone that I think people are going to like. See, every time you act out of alignment with your own values, you act out of alignment with who you truly are, you get more disconnected from your own soul. And it's more difficult to live a life of integrity and honesty. If you don't, you rob your soul. And you rob the world of knowing who you really are. I've come to find in all the years that I've been a therapist, I'm amazed that every single time I interact with a human, it only takes me a couple of minutes and all of a sudden I love them. Because humans are amazing. They're amazing creatures. There's, there's a whole world, a whole universe inside one person. And they are worth knowing. And you are worth knowing. So don't present to the world who you think they want. Present to the world who you are. And live a life of honesty and integrity. That's why God made you. He wants you to be who you are. So this ends up causing us many times to try to meet unrealistic expectations 
that we may think the world has on us or that we have on ourselves or that maybe our family put on us, maybe our church puts on us, society, whatever it may be. But who, who really are you living for? Are you living for your spouse? Are you living for your partner? Are you living for your boss? Are you living for your kids? Are you living for the world? Who are you living for? Because if you're not being you and who you really are and doing what you love, you're not living for yourself. And so you're not really living your life. And that's not how God designed you. It's not selfish to live for yourself. I say to people frequently when I talk to clients about loving yourself, valuing yourself, taking care of yourself, I always say to them, what would have happened if Jesus hated himself, was insecure, doubted himself, wanted to be somebody else besides Jesus? What would, what would be our destiny if he refused to be who he was and to live out why he was made? So he became a human with a destiny, and he walked it out. Imagine if he tried to live a life that was a facade. Imagine if he doubted himself. And this is imperative for you to make sure that you are living your life with integrity and truth. And if you don't know it, if you don't know why you're here, simply ask God. And a lot of times what I have found is that one of the reasons we're here more than anything is simply to know him, to get to know him, to have time to get to know him, to introduce him to other people, and to love people. And that in and of itself is a calling of every human. So we get kind of caught up in this idea that it's supposed to be like doing something. My calling is to do this. And you may have one that's very specific. I, ha I have a calling that is quite specific in many ways. But what I also know is that my calling is to love people. And however it is that God asks me to do that is my calling. So if you're a plumber, that's loving people by serving them and making sure that their house is working and they have water. If you're a businessman, if you're an accountant, if you're a doctor, if you're a lawyer, if you're a pastor, if you're a father, a mother, a friend, a secretary, your call is to love people. So you, it's imperative that you own your own life and you live for you so that you can die for others. This is what Jesus did. Own your life. Own it. And stop the negative self-talk. Because just like we talked about thoughts, the negative self-talk will really harm you and steal your calling from you and steal any bit of happiness you may ever be able to acquire. So ditch the devil on your shoulder. Become your own best friend. You can rewire yourself with positive self-talk. It is simple, but it is difficult. But it is the most powerful thing you can do 
for your own personal development and it is free. It's free. And it's healthy and it's life-giving. And it gives you the mental energy to be able to have the intimacy with others that they need. So I love this uh, saying by Henry Ford. He says, whether you think you can or think you can't, you are right. It's amazing to me. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So this is imperative that we really, really understand what's going on in our own internal home. And, I, and I'll tell you, I had a, a, an amazing epiphany from the Lord years and years ago about this whole idea of negative self-talk and my internal home and what it's like to be inside of me because what he was revealing to me is that he said, you know, I, I do live in there, you know. I live in your home. And I thought, oh my goodness, he does. What would it be like to live inside of me? He has to hear all that I say to myself, all that I think about other people and myself. He has to be in that environment. And is it a healthy, positive environment that anyone that would visit would want to be in? So ask yourself, if people lived inside of your own internal home and heard how you talked to you, would they enjoy visiting your home? Because that really helped me to recognize, wow, God lives in here with me. It's not just me. It's God. And he never leaves either. It's not like he walks out of my internal home and then says, you know, I'll come back tomorrow when you're in a better mood, Cynthia. He actually lives in me 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and hears every single thing that I think. Every way I talk to me. And am I honoring him? So let's shift gears for a minute. And let's talk about another very, very significant thing that's going to lead us into our show tomorrow. And one of the ways to kill happiness, to steal happiness from you, is to do things solely for money. See, there's no excuse for saying that what you do, you know, if you're just doing it for money. There's no excuse for this because this is really unhealthy and it will never make you happy. We've talked about this uh, earlier last week. We have some, within the last month, some very wealthy, extremely successful people have killed themselves. So doing things solely for money is never going to bring happiness because money does not bring happiness. Get creative. Think about why you're doing what you're doing. And if you hate your job, but you need it, in order to have a house and a car and food and all of that, then just simply be thankful for the job and say, you know what, this is a means to an end. But don't let your mind daydream into thinking that if I won the lottery, then I'd be happy. If I just had more money. The studies that they have done about people that have won the lottery, this is very sad. Within one year of winning the lottery, they have less money than they did before they won the lottery. And they are more miserable and their marriages break up and their, it, all their relationships begin to fail. So recognize how and what makes you happy. I'm happy you listened to the show today. Thank you. And I want you to have a great rest of your day. Join me tomorrow 
as we finish up talking even more about how to have more happiness and what habits you need to break. Thanks, Jeremy. Have a great day. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version. Yeah.